Welcome to... Right, we're starting early tonight because we got a political prisoner calling in from a federal jail. Uh, Jake Lang is on the phone with us tonight. Jake, are you there? No, I don't know if he's there yet. <laughs> okay. So let's see. Let's say a caller from the last show. Oh. Okay, he's on our board still. Okay, got it. Anyway, hey, let's hit that again. Yeah, wake the bear. <laughs> well, no, we're fine. Okay. Hey, so uh, tonight... <clears throat> That we were in, in the process of actually going to be doing another show tonight, um, extending the review because uh, last week was our 52nd show, and uh, tonight will be 50, 53rd. And we were going to kind of go over the, the year in review, which is, was phenomenal, by the way. I mean, we, we started going over it. the amount of content we've covered is just amazing. Yeah. Um, but we got the opportunity to have Jake Lang on the show tonight, so we decided to because Jake Jake Lang is uh, a patriot who loves the Lord. And uh, he's an, a man of God who's in, been in jail for 20 months now. Wow. 27-year-old young guy. Um, anyways, he's going to be on our show calling in from a federal prison and telling us, giving us an update because he's been on the show once before. He's going to give us an update on how, it, how it's been going on. So Yeah, he flew home after the, the January 6th uh, rally uh, after the situation because he lives in New York and he had had his, his foot broken, if you remember, from uh, a uh, rubber bullet from the Capitol Police that shattered his foot. Uh, and so yeah. he got on the plane with crutches on and uh, went home. And 10 days later, he was arrested in New York. So uh, that was would have been January um, 16th. And so he's basically been incarcerated for all that time. And I, I mean, we, we talked about it last year at a year anniversary thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, these these guys have been in prison for over for a year now, and here we are. We're going into 20 months. Wow. Yeah, it was a long time. And um, I remember last time he had called in late because he wasn't released yet. So right. it's really at the uh, the mercy of the prison. And so uh, he'll, he'll well, get on when he well, can. Well, first of all, they, they're releasing a new video um, this week. He's actually made a video, and he's started a podcast. So he's doing a podcast from jail in federal prison. So he has a little bit of help. Um, but it's called j6solid.com, j6solid.com. And then uh, Epoch Times is also releasing uh, the truth about January 6th today as well. So if anybody's out there, we want you to encourage you to go check out j6solid.com and also Epoch Times' video about the truth about January 6th, and you'll learn a ton um, about, what, about what happened. Um, yeah. You yeah, know, I, I actually got a clip um, talking about the whole January 6th that it's a – kind of a psyops against uh, patriots uh and since jake's not on yet why don't i just play that because it kind of sets up for what's what we'll be talking yeah, about go for it bit, play so. it let me see cut this six mr from, producer yeah. <laughs> this is from red pill 78 that's where i get a lot of my news from the best interests of America, good patriotic American citizens like us who are actually having an organic dialogue, who are actually trying to spread good information. If you take a look back at President Trump's Twitter account when it was still online, anytime he posted something, it would immediately fill up the comments with a series of bot comments saying the same thing over and over and over again. Whether those were influence and psyops taking place from the CIA or elements of the deep state within our own nation or by nations such such as China or Iran or so on and so forth, the situation is dire, the situation is bleak when they can no longer control the flow of information. As an example, here's the video I shared on Telegram over the weekend. What you're about to see is a TikTok creator who was sent a request to create a video which would create propaganda and psychological influence operations against Donald Trump to influence the minds of people on TikTok into thinking that the events of January 6th were a deliberate criminal act perpetrated by Donald Trump and, quote, MAGA Republicans. I was just offered $400 to make an anti-Donald Trump propaganda post related to the January 6th investigation that is completely not true. I should start out this video by saying I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, so that should give a little bit of context to where I'm coming from. I'm an attorney. I post legal news and analysis on related topics. Okay, here we go with the story. So first thing first, I get an email from somebody with the Good Info Foundation. We'll talk about them a little more in a minute. I'm going to refer to this person as Jane. Jane sent me a message letting me know she represented the Good Info Foundation and that she was willing to offer a paid collaboration to discuss some topics related to January 6th. 
I said, sure, why not? I'll learn some more. Jane says the Good Info Foundation will give me $400 to make a post on my page and then share it to Instagram. So you see that blue link? All right, here, we're going to follow it. These are the specific requirements in order to obtain that $400 of how I should refer to the January 6th capital raid. Number one, I must call this a criminal conspiracy. Number two, I must say Trump Republicans were responsible. Number three, I must frame it as an attack on my country, an attack on America or Americans, a criminal conspiracy and a committed crime. I must attribute the matter to MAGA Republicans. I must make clear that this was ongoing and unresolved. And most importantly, that I must channel all of this unto the manipulation of voter agencies so that I could turn their anger around this event into defiance that would make people more likely to vote in midterms. And the thing that struck me the most was this part, where I was told to talk about the aspects of the Trump campaign's plan. And I was supposed to say that the Trump campaign paid literally millions of dollars to make January 6th happen. So I figured, you know, maybe I missed something. So I said, hey, Jane, what is the basis for the claim that the Trump campaign itself paid millions of dollars to make the January 6th siege of the Capitol happen? Jane doesn't answer the question. Hi, Preston. If you don't want to state that in the video, it's fine. You don't have to use all the bullet points provided. <laughs> so I kept going. Sure, I'm just wondering if there's support for that claim. Jane doesn't answer again. Let me know if you are interested and the rate works for you. Thanks so much. I'm not interested and the rate doesn't work for me. This is the... Wow. Yeah. Here's so. our bullet points. They're not true, but we want you... We're going to pay you to say them and then we're going to get that influence out there. Yeah, and then once he questions one of those bullet points, uh, they don't answer it. They don't respond to it. So, you know, this is a psyops on people. I mean, yeah. it's January 6th, so that's kind of the backdrop that I, I'd like at least listeners to consider um, when Jake gets on. Well, and so. I think that's what we're here about is why we're having Jake on is wake the bearers about waking people up. People need to realize that there is a conspiracy psyop going on against conservatives in this country to control the narrative, to shut down opposition, to, to stop uh, having... Uh, I mean, the entire J6 investigation didn't even talk about Roseanne Boyle and didn't talk about Ashley Babbitt. They're doing an investigation. They say nothing about the people that were actually killed that day, right? Yeah. And, and yet they're saying they're trying to find out information, and then they're holding these people in prison for 20 months saying, well, we're still gathering evidence, so you can get, either plead, do a plea deal and say, yeah, I, I did something wrong. Or you, can, or you can stay in prison until we finish the entire investigation while they do a complete theater for the American people and they don't even, there's no cross-examination, nothing. It's complete travesty of justice. This is like full-on socialism. This is full-on like communist rule, uh, totalitarianism to, to, to intimidate people. Well, and you remember when um, Mar-a-Lago happened, what Trump, his message was, if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. So that message of intimidation, of bullying, it creates the psyop of fear. So people wonder, like, I mean, even this, this weekend with Mike Lindell and the, the whole uh, phone. Uh, the phone, his, his going yeah. into the drive-thru uh, eating place in his hometown. And um, the FBI showed up and said, well, we, we want to take your phone. Uh, so those kind of news pieces, when you hear about that, you go, you know what, do they have something on me if I make a, a noise about some something that I don't like, that I don't think is right? Uh, if I comment on the FBI, am I now a targeted individual? Yeah. And so that's a different type of psyop. Uh, yeah. I mean, they've got the psyop for those guys in jail if who are being intimidated. They're being maced a lot of times. They're being beat up if they yeah. come out without a mask. Um, there's, it's a very hard and harsh situation that they're in. But if they were to do a plea deal and admit to some things or say they'll go to jail for some things, then then they can get out of the harsh conditions. Some of them, I mean, they've been having asthma attacks if they, as they've been uh, maced. maced. And so much. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's really been very, very difficult, like a, a war zone, but they're holding the line right now. So we have psyops going on on many different levels, don't we? And all of them are based on to, to intimidate people, to stay silent. I mean, that's one of the major tools that the enemy uses, that Satan uses, is to make, bring fear and intimidation to keep you silent, to keep you bound, to keep you in control, to keep you under the thumb. These are, this is what totalitarian regimes have done for, you know, hundreds of years, and especially in, um, 
in communist China right now and what's going what had, had happened in the USSR um, back in the day and, and fascist um, Nazi Germany, they, they would utilize these tactics to get people to be silent so that people won't step out, they won't speak up, they won't wake up because it's easier for you to just stay silent. So that's what we're dealing with right now. Yeah, and even even that uh, the IRS um, yes. idea of the targeting of conservatives. Now we have these what eighty seven thousand gun carrying uh, IRS wow. people. So we're gonna see. Do you have have you dotted your eyes, crossed your t's? Is there something that we can get you on and put a lien on your property again? So it's that intimidation is also there. So that's just a very ugly way of doing government yeah that intimidation is like a hyper focus on individuals one at a time so it's not like we're going to come up against a group it's like no we'll show up to your house and there'll be 20 agents and you know you you feel hopeless or helpless you're like i, I can't fight off 20 agents and they'll just do one at a time and that's that's kind of the advantage they have with the irs and, and other agencies you don't know where they're going to come and they're just going to go to small groups of people like families you know that's just concerning to me you know very concerning yeah. and i think it's you know to, to bring it back to the church we had a conversation earlier tonight you know about uh you know I, I keep hearing messages that uh hey uh the church let's just focus in on jesus and i understand that message that is definitely the most important message absolutely but there are it, you're throwing out like large volumes of scripture by doing that, yeah. just saying this is the gospel. Let's it's don't talk about, about um, sexual purity. Let's just talk about Jesus. Let's don't talk about human trafficking. Let's just talk about Jesus. Let's don't talk. I know, what Jesus went around and talked about all of the evils that were going on in the culture of the day. So if you want to be like Jesus, you're going to speak out against the Pharisees and the Sadducees and call them whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. Call them, you know, you brood of vipers, you know. Jesus had some harsh words. He, he, he put together a, a whip and actually whipped people and sent them out of the temple. Yeah. So let's just talk about Jesus. Well, this is the things that Jesus did as he stood for freedom. He was the liberator. So if you see tyranny, which and Satan is the, is the grand tyrant, then you know that Jesus would be against that and then we need to fight for it. And it's just, you know, your, yeah. your inter-understanding of, of Jesus and having Christ come inside of you gives you boldness and courage to bring freedom. When you're liberated internally, you'll, you will liberate externally as well. You will bring liberation to others. Absolutely. You yeah, know, the gospel of the kingdom is, is uh, it, the gospel is not just salvation, is it? it is, it's really bringing God's values to earth uh, on earth as it is in heaven and so the gospel of the ki kingdom it includes those things that create flourishing on earth and we are the we are the gatekeepers against evil in our day so if we do not confront evil it will grow i mean if, if adam had told the snake i'm not listening to you you get out of that garden we wouldn't be in the predicament that we're in but our mandate was to steward and to bring out of chaos um some order so it it is the gospel of the kingdom it is salvation is is the door but then there is um, bringing in culture and, and putting, putting God's values on the, the seven mountains of culture so, so that we begin to reflect the goodness of God. Well, so. and the other thing is um, that goes along with, you know, kind of all this right now is there's a, there's a you know, bestseller, bestselling book uh, writer, Eric Metaxas, who's written 14 books. One of them was on the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer and talks all about how Dietrich Bonhoeffer was the lone wolf who was crying out in the de in the desert saying, churches, we need to wake up. He was a pastor in, in, in during the rise of the Third Reich, and he was the only one speaking out, and they called him a hothead. They called him off-topic. hear that all the time. You're getting <laughs> off-topic. And he was like, no, the Lutheran church right now has the power to resist and stop the rise of the Third Reich, and they didn't speak up. And then we saw what happened. Millions of lives were lost in a, war, a tragic war because the, those who had influence didn't use it for the right things and they didn't stop this. So he just released a book, actually releasing, I, I pre-ordered it, called uh, The Letter to the American Church. And it's all about that because he's like, he basically wrote this thick biography about Dietrich Bonhoeffer and then met his whole family and the family had it translated into German and it's gone into multiple languages now. So he's like the 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 guru on this guy and he's saying all the parallels are huge 
about the rise of totalitarianism that's going on in our culture today, and the church is silent. It's, it's similar. So if we don't speak up, if we don't change the, the narrative, if we don't push back against the forces of darkness, all it takes for evil to flourish is where good men and women do nothing. And that's what happens. Yeah. Everybody likes to quote Bonhoeffer. You know, I see Bonhoeffer memes. I, I, I see him referenced a lot. So, yeah, this would be a great book uh, just to, to go into that depth and bring it into our time. So, hey, um, while we're waiting, I, you know, there were some interesting things that have happened at Trump's rallies. Go for uh, it. Why don't we just eat some time up right yeah. now with um so these rallies you know last week we talked about how he was playing a song you know what where we go when we go all that was a, a song from the q post mm -hmm. and uh and then there was the storm uh sound effect that was being played so there's this storm coming and uh and then this week he had two more things that were just really um he retruthed a picture of himself and i've seen this on the q post before the storm is coming but he has a cue on his lapel. Mm. I mean, clear as day. It's not like, oh, it's in the clouds or any. I mean, this is a very clear statement. And so for all those that laugh about the cue thing and, all oh, that's just a conspiracy or that's just bizarre, whatever the 3,000 articles from mainstream media have said, here the president is now identifying himself with that. Now, he wouldn't just do that blindly. I mean, obviously, there's only two pins on his lapel. One's a flag on one side and one's a cue on the other side. So he's obviously making a very important statement. And would you do something that was a LARP, you know, some guy that's from a, you know, basement, his mother's basement typing weird things? Or is this a real operation? Mm. I mean, I would think that the president would be very careful on who he associates with before he starts retruthing. So I think that this is a clear signal and it's freaking yeah. out. And here's this little clip that was on Face the Nation. It's a short one uh, where they, they, they don't know what to think about it. So. <laughs> Play it. Let's see. The president has posted images of himself wearing a cue on his lapel on social media with the phrase, the storm is coming. That's another one of their slogans. What does all of this mean and is it threatening? And so wow. they go, yeah, and of course they say, oh, this is very threatening. Well, it's a threatening to their world and their mm. system. That's what's threatening. And the other thing was, is he came out in this uh, rally, and there was a flag in the background as he goes through this tunnel, and they pull the curtains away. And the flag, all the stars are blacked out. You cannot see the stars. And so mm. that was like, that's not a mistake. You know, and, and it's not lighting because those white stripes next to those stars are bright as white can be. And those stars were blacked out. And so there's a lot of people online right now saying, hey, this is, this is what it means. And there's some people in the military say, well, this is definitely a last uh, warning. It's like, if you, don't, if you don't give up now, you will get the full vengeance. And, and so it sounds like it's almost like an act of war. Mm. So um, it well, was very interesting. Just remember, too, that um, what... That, that the idea, we started out talking about PSYOPs, and that's really what the Q movement originally was. It was to wake the average person up to things that have been hidden in secret for so long that, that our intelligence agencies are not um, working on our behalf, that the media is actually creating some messaging against what is truly happening, that mm. there's a narrative going on. I think that the four years, most of what Trump was doing in the White House was he was creating an opportunity for people to, to understand um, that things are not as they've seen. He, it's like he was taking up JFK's um, uh, banner of, of saying that the one world order kind of government that is coming is here and it is operational and it's working in our three, um, the three agencies of government, the legislation, the judicial, mm -hmm. the executive, it's going on right now. And so the PSYOP, I think that, that he was, he, he's continuing, I believe, to try and wake people up that there is more going on, do the research, look behind the doors, and um, don't, don't go with the false messaging and just go along with lemmings off the cliff. You know, do your own investigation. Mm. Absolutely. 
Yeah. I want to play a short clip of um, his new, uh, Jake Lang's new um, podcast. I have it here. I'm just going to play it real quick. A real frontline patriot brings you his one-of-a-kind perspective on freedom versus tyranny. This is the world premiere of the Political Prisoner podcast, powered by Gateway Pundit. Now, live from solitary confinement, here's your host, January Sixer, Jake Lang. He's Hello, my beloved American brothers and sisters. It's your humble host, Jake Lang. You are tuning in to the Political Prisoner Podcast. Uh, I'm so grateful uh, for you all to be here today with us uh, on this inaugural episode. We're running with the Gateway Pundit, amazing supporters of the Jan Sixers and of Patriots Worldwide. Um, I'd like to start this episode off and say, uh, may God bless you all that are listening and shine the light of Christ on you. As always, disclaimer for my podcast. If you're looking to be pushed further into any political camp or trenched deeper in any political ideology, this show isn't for you. Here on my program, I only have one commander-in-chief. His name is Jesus Christ. And I only have one goal, to speak the truth to my listeners, truth that provokes introspection and repentance for people that are far from God and don't know Christ, and truth that encourages believers to stand boldly for what is right in God's eyes. And what is right in God's eyes? Light driving out darkness and using love to drive out hate. Love that changes people is at times inconvenient and harsh, but the truth sets men free, and God loves liberty so that we can worship him in truth and spirit. So I have a letter that I recently wrote uh, from this prison here in Alexandria to the city council and the mayor of Alexandria. Um, it's a really good opportunity to hear some of what been plaguing me and the other political prisoners here for the last 20 months. So please listen up and uh, open up your hearts to this letter. Dear Alexandria City Council and Mayor, daily I grow more astonished at the levels of inhumane depravity Sean Casey and his sheriff's office can inflict on an innocent until proven guilty pretrial detainee. Their purposeful and retaliatory crackdown of me and my fellow patriotic January 6 political prisoners is spiteful and horrifying. Within the last week, from a direct order of Chief Williams and Sean Casey, I've had my cell raided at 1.30 a.m., where they sought out and destroyed vital legal documents, exhibits, and exculpatory evidence I was using to build my case. This behavior is reprehensible and un-American. I am being targeted and tortured for my political beliefs. On top of this, there's obvious differential treatment and unconstitutional attacks. They've also just denied me access to my lawyer for video visits. I used to have weekly visits with my lawyer, which were a nightmare to set up and frequently canceled, but now they have completely infringed on my right to access my attorney and assist in my own legal defense. I'm a federal detainee, and I live in New York, which is also where my lawyer practices. Them, the Alexandria Detention Center and Sheriff's Office have effectively cut me off from my legal access by doing this. I'm suffering multiple clear-cut due process violations of my constitutional rights. These weaponized abuses of the Biden Justice Department, the FBI, the U.S. Marshals, the federal prosecutors and correctional facilities are all coordinated against conservatives and January 6th Trump supporters to send a signal flare of intimidation to patriots across America who dare to stand up against tyranny and a radical progressive agenda. This is a concerted effort by our government to silence, imprison, and torture any dissenting political opinion. I am living proof. These tactics are directly taken from the communist authoritarian handbook in Russia and China. The scales of justice have now been tainted in America, and our own federal government has become an enemy of the people, willfully and deliberately enforcing draconian measures to snuff out the spirit of liberty in our country. They would have all but succeeded if it weren't for the grace of Almighty God, which still has his sovereign hand on our nation. We can see him clearly working by the perseverance of the hundreds of persecuted January, January 6th political patriots and their families. 
We have withstood the murder at the hands of vicious Capitol Police Force officers on the steps of our own Capitol, notwithstanding the thousands of unarmed Americans maimed and severely injured by the Redcoats that day, myself included. We have bravely endured frightening pre-dawn FBI raids by Biden's new Gestapo, ripped violently from our wives, families, and children to be thrown in cockroach-infested gulags. We have stood united against the railing accusations of corrupt mainstream liberal news media as they've levied the heinous lies of domestic terrorism and insurrection at us. The most thoroughbred group of constitutional patriots to protect America from tyranny since the Founding Fathers. With dignity and forbearance, we have suffered 600-plus days of solitary confinement and the most grotesque inhumane treatment by our captors. The list of malicious mistreatments is long and harrowing. I've seen a former U.S. Marine nearly beaten to death by D.C. prison guards with a flashlight that turned him unrecognizable, fracturing his eye socket, cracking his jaw. Okay, that looks like Jake is actually calling in live right now, so we're going to break from his um, letter and uh, break to Jake. Okay. Mm-hmm. Come on. We got disconnected. Okay. Jake, are you? Uh, Jake, are you there? You're on the air. Hello, Jake Lang. Are you on there? Let's see. Okay, I'm still working on that. Uh, let's figure out why. I mean, that letter sounded very much like Martin Luther King from a Birmingham jail. Totally. Um, Nelson Mandela. He did Earth a lot line. of writing. Oh, there he is. Okay. We An were just incarcerated individual at Alexandria Detention Center. This call is not private. It will be recorded and may be monitored. If you believe this should be a private call, please hang up and follow facility instructions to register this number as a private number to accept charges and consent to this call. Thank you for using Akira. You may start the conversation now. Awesome. Jake, welcome to Wake the Bear Radio. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. How you doing, brother? Oh, good. We we were just playing your letter. Uh, which one to, was that? To the sheriff of Virginia. Yeah, powerful. Right off of your uh, J Solid uh, J Six Solid uh, website. Yeah, we had you on uh, oh, the awesome. air. We had you on uh, June twenty six. We had you on, and, and just to remind our listeners, uh, when you told your story and uh, your original, um, what you were experiencing in in jail, and so it is so good to have you back right now. Just know that you've got people praying for you all over California, and uh, that's where this radio station is broadcasting from Santa Cruz, the Central Coast, and uh, we are with you. All right. Thank you. Yeah, the the, the support and the solidarity of the American patriots means the world to me, for real. There's more of us than we think. Yeah, that's right. We're really, we're really graced by God through this calamity to actually have so much um, people getting together and forming alliances and group chats and social media pages and websites. And um, that's one of the things God's able to do through um, trial and tribulation. He's able to sew up his body, the, the, the body of Christ is coming together now and, and really taking care of the, the prisoners and the the downtrodden and all the people that have been, I mean, swept up in this madness through January 6th, over 900 persecuted Americans losing their lives, their families, their businesses, all their life savings, um, and, you know, being sent to prison for five, um, seven, eight, nine, even ten years recently, um, somebody was just sentenced to. And it's, um, it's tyranny. I mean, we're, we're living in tyranny, but um, God's the answer. Save us. Yeah, we were we were encouraged um, by your your what you said in your podcast that your your commander in chief is the Lord Jesus Christ, which is ours as well here. All three of us awake the bear radio, and we really believe that Jesus is the divine liberator. He is the one that brings liberty against tyranny, and that Satan is the ty- the tyrannical force that we're, we're we're fighting against. And those people who are incarcerating you guys and those people who are acting the way they are doing are motivated, animated by dark forces, by satanic stuff, and and they some of them don't know it, but that's that's what's driving it. And so we know that waking the bear is about letting guys like you talk and share w- the, the battle you're in because we we, we want to stand with you, man. Yeah. Thank you. I, I and your your fellowship in Christ is. Um, I mean, I feel it every single day, every single prayer. The American people pray for us, and and my brothers and sisters in Christ across the country. We have group. Uh, prayer calls, and I get literally thousands of letters from Christians, primarily, um, so, you know, praying protect- protection over us, praying um, 
liberation, praying vindication, and um, those prayers are, are the secret weapon. The Holy Spirit is our secret weapon, how I'm able to last it through over 20, almost 21 months now of solitary confinement um, with uh, my trial in January 2023. It'll be locked up for two years at that point, and um, be able, you know, before I'm afforded my right to a speedy trial or probably not going to have an unbiased jury in, in Washington, D.C., and, um, you know, so there's the prayer, the prayers mean the most right now for real. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you, uh, can you explain what solitary is? Uh, there's a lot of listeners that may not have heard the first show. Tell us what you're actually going to f- through physically. Yeah. The, um, the conditions here, uh, in Alexandria detention center, which is right across the Potomac river from Washington, DC, they moved me here about six months ago and I've been moved around to eight different facilities since I've been um, swept away by the FBI and the corrupt Biden communist regime and tossed in a gulag away from my community and, and spending 22 hours a day in a cell. Um, it's a, My bed is a little two-inch yoga mat um, on a concrete slab. My toilet is about a foot from my bed. It's a steel toilet with a sink attached to it. And uh, a light stays on 24-7 in my room, sleep-depriving me. There's no chair or desk to sit at in my room, so I have to eat my meals off the floor because I'm not going to sit on the toilet and eat, and I'm not going to put my food in my bed and eat because that's inhumane. And so, um, you know, I'm forced to eat off the floor. I'm forced to, to work out in my cell if I want to get any kind of workout then, and I do a pretty extensive workout every day, a um, couple hundred burpees and up to 1,500 to 1,800 push-ups. Um, try to keep the endorphins flowing and keep my mind um, in the best in this uh, very um, sterile environment where there's not much uh, stimulation, you have to you know keep in the Word of God every day. I wake up, I read for an hour out of the Bible. I read uh, one Peter today, and uh, there's a couple verses in there talking about suffering for righteousness' sake is a great glory and a great grace in God's kingdom. And uh, I take so much um, I take so much resolution in that and a, a, a consolation, and it, it keeps my mind and my body and my spirit all focused on doing work for His kingdom and maintaining my resolve and convictions through this tyranny and through this persecution. And, um, you know, this is, that's my basic routine. Work out, read the Word of God, and get on the phone and speak the truth to whoever is willing to listen through interviews or documentaries or a podcast or whatever um, medium there is. I actually have a brand-new podcast out that I produce from in here with my team called the Political Prisoner Podcast. It's live on Apple and Spotify. Uh, I think you read some of or played some of it from uh, earlier before I came on. Yep. And if you want to find that, you just search Jake Lang on Spotify or Apple Podcast app, and you'll find it. It's right there called the Political Prisoner Podcast. And um, we have a few episodes out already, and we're, you know, <laughs> I won't say sound. They can't shut me up, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I downloaded it to uh, uh, Spotify tonight, and I listened to your first uh, session with um, Ashley Babbitt's mom. On there, it was pretty pretty impressive, and um, man, I'm just so blessed to have you, um, and to have you speaking out and speaking truth. I'm I'm actually a pastor of a church, and um, I've been trying to wake up the, the the churches in this area to wake up. I don't know if you know the guy Eric Metaxas, but he just came out with a book, uh, a letter to the American church, and he where he compares what we're dealing with right now as the uh, the pre rise of the Third Reich, and if the church doesn't speak out and speak up and start acting, we're gonna be um, responsible for this force of darkness taking over. So. That's a. That's a yeah, I, I'm familiar with Eric. I was on his show last week, actually. Great patriot, great man of God. Blessed to be in fellowship with him. Um, I will try to get a copy of that book. I actually have a message I prepared for the church and for the Christians listening um, that I had received in Revelation from God about four days ago um, that's been tugging on, on my heartstrings, and the Holy Spirit moved me to write that if, um, if you guys would like to, to, to listen. Uh, we would Please, love to listen. Go this for is it. exactly what our heartstrings as well. So you have as much time with the rest of our hour as you want. Go for go it. Go for it. Oh, God bless. Yes. Yeah, so this is um, actually, so God's gonna, done an amazing miracle and a great work through, I mean, at this incarceration um, in every aspect of my life. He, he saved me from uh, a seven-year career as a club promoter in New York City. 
uh, in nightlife and as an Instagram influencer with a modeling agency. And I was living such a fleshly-based lifestyle and so caught up in uh, my businesses and uh, that that entire, you know, atmosphere. And I was being led deep, deep in, uh, in sin and uh, just distracted from all the things God wanted to do in my life. So COVID came around. Um, COVID was a grace from God to... So many people who, you know, were, were bar hoppers or club hoppers or, you know, hanging out in lounges and whatnot. And um, he closed down all New York City, and it saved my life. And he spoke to me throughout that year um, in a massive way and called me to uh, in discipleship to his son. And the Holy Spirit just sewed up all my infirmities and all my vices and things that um, I was chasing after Christ gave me um, so much more fulfillment and a deeper sense of love than I've ever had in my life. And so from there, uh, these last 21 months in solitary confinement and uh, reading the Word and um, listening to, I mean, pretty much every single pastor in America, I get on the radio, a little handheld radio on WAVA. Uh, I listen to like over 30 different pastors on there. So I have a pretty good sense of what's being preached in the churches across America and um, what message they're sending to the people. And... Um, I have a, a massive warning I'm sending out. I'm, I'm crying out in the, in the wilderness right now from the depths of prison to, to warn the American people and to warn the Church of Christ um, that the, they're being deceived. There's a massive um, deception going on that actually exceeds the scope of our understanding as um, patriots and uh, people who love our Constitution and American liberty. Uh, we're being led into um, a blemishing of the Bride of Christ by mixing worldly pursuits and worldly worries with the church. And we are um, we're mixturing the, the flesh and the spirit, and God hates a mixture. Christ tells us um, in Revelation that he'll spit out the lukewarm and those who are, have not been fully and completely dead to their flesh and uh, been raised up again and born again in the spirit. And so this, uh, this writing came upon me. It's called A Lovely Manifesto for the Church. Uh, Exodus Part 2, and um, I'll let the writing do the speaking for me because um, I believe it is uh, a message that is um, needs to be heard in the church because there's so much that's happening, um, so many pastors that are not preparing the church for the coming of the age of perdition. And so without further ado, <clears throat> there is an evil too powerful for man alone to contend with. It is prevalent and growing daily in America and solidified completely elsewhere. The demonic tyranny that is the formation of the New World Order beast system finds its strength in the physical battle. We battle it on its native ground, and it maintains the inordinate advantage, making victories for the light temporary and far-flung. As man mounts his defense alone for his liberty, pursuing the freedom of God by means of his own fleshly limitations, he misses the theater of advantage God through Christ has blessed him with. The theater of war that this battle occupies in the physical is altogether impossible for man to win alone. Christ and his resurrected power over the flesh is the only potent offense to shake these modern Jericho walls. No amount of political, patriotic, constitutional mustering will ever move Satan from his growing throne of power on this earth. That is a reality that the saints of God must accept if we are to reap a proper harvest for the Lord. The greatest deception of all time is amongst us and thriving on the vain ignorance of man. And through this vain ignorance, we are putting the church of God in a grave danger of being sucked into a wicked mixture, irreparably blemishing the bride of Christ. The devil wants nothing more than to make the church stand against him in the fleshly realm of the earth throwing her pure Holy Spirit pearls into the mud of swine. Christ's body of believers has no part or fight in this world. We have been redeemed from every aspect of this world and are lifted in His Spirit to be holy and separate. Soon, the separation will become so stark and clear for the courageous believers and children of God will be regulated away from society in derision and scorn. We will be murdered for using different money, attacked, for the natural use of our marriages, beaten for our principles, imprisoned for our freedom, and cursed for our love, and hated above all for our Savior. If we allow the enemy to draw the battle lines, we will lose ground, and surely the thief will encroach into the territory of Christ's bride. 
Only in a sweeping, preemptive action do God's people stand a chance to salvage the sanctity of his kingdom. We have been called to come out, to rise up, an exodus from a crooked and perverse nation. This declaration of independence is not a physical fleeing into the woods, at least not yet, but a true restructuring of the church to be sufficient on God's grace alone and to unyoke herself with infidels and heathens. A pre-marriage purification, a washing before the ceremony, an anointing mikvah of consecration for her bride, for her groom. What groom will come unto his wife before she is clean? The church's outward ministry, spreading the gospel, should extend even until the last second before we flee the rooftops. And the societal systems that assist to that end should be maintained with, dil with diligence as long as it is prudent and possible. In war, no ground is lost happily, and retreat is always the last resort to marshal resources more effectively on the main front. The main front of this war, if we are to be victorious in preserving a worthy inheritance for God, is most assuredly spiritual. The physical front must give way in their due time as the age of perdition cascades upon us. They draw focus away from the rightful purification and strengthening of his church. Individually, the kingdom of heaven thrives inside each of us to its perfect and manifest degree when we fully remove the mixture of the flesh from the spirit. The power of his Holy Spirit will not share his home in you, his kingdom, with a blemished heart that has not been fully resurrected, the flesh completely petrified, the will of self buried and dead. This process of preparing the church for the coming of Christ is not an outward journey until it has been a fully realized inward one. Narrow is the way to the resurrected, submitted discipleship of Christ. Unpleasant but infinitely rewarding is the true pathway to rebirth the pain of death, and the hope of life. This calling is the supreme one of intense, constant sacrifice and determined, and determined integrity to see God's will be done above all things. It requires a commitment far beyond human comprehension or ability. In fact, it is in the weakness of our human limitations that gives room for the Lord to produce in us the impossible. The church will never be scrubbed clean with the hands of man alone. It is solely by the Holy Spirit animation she will ever be ready for the groom of light. Let us seal the church in perfection by the sanitation of the Spirit and drive out the grifters, the wolves, cowards, effeminate, apathetic, disingenuous, perverse, wanton, half-hearted, and cold-hearted from her midst. By a bold blow from the sword of the Spirit, they will flee or repent. The clouds have formed in the sky. The atmospheric pressure has dropped. The ominous gusts of wind are whipping up. Prepare yourselves for the reign of fire. The church will be the only survivor. Amen. Amen. And wow, powerful, very powerful. A good, good word, um, especially the purity of, of the church of the bride, and um, that just speaks to me a lot. Uh, what do you think? Well, I mean, this is the <clears throat> in the mornings we do uh, we do a morning devotional reading through the scriptures ourselves and. Um, this has been pretty much a topic of discussion is that the church is needing to wake up um, from its slumber. And, you know, we, we got football on like three days, four days a week. And uh, there's, no, there's another chance now for, um, for the enemy to put the church back to sleep and just to go back to watching sports and doing, I mean, I'm, I'm all for sports, but, I, you know, there's, there's, these things are taking over the battle for um, the kingdom of God on the earth. And so... Yeah, the church needs to wake up. Thank you, Jake, for sharing that. Yeah, the message that I heard from you, Jake, is that we are not going back to the way it was. That uh, so many people want to go back to pre-COVID times, just get us back to normal. Well, we're never going back because God himself Amen. used COVID to as an instrument to um, stop the the momentum of of moving into a life of um, fecklessness and it, it was really a stop this I'm going to reset some things I mean it's God's reset and our opportunity to step into um, that 
seeing what was going on in the earth. It's it's really drawing the battle lines, you said. It's um, exposing the systems that are here that are demonic and being able to address them as we, we listen to Holy Spirit and become pure and spotless, that spotless bride. So let, Amen. Let me you know, I'd, I'd love to... Sorry, sorry. Uh, let me elaborate just for a second on this message because I get very serious when I'm talking about this, more serious than I've been about anything in my life um, because I listen to all the different pastors in the churches and I listen to people like Charlie Kirk and Alan Jackson and Jack Hibbs and many Christian leaders in this country who are mixing the hope of God with the hope in man. They're pushing midterms as, as, a, as some kind of saving grace, and Trump's coming back, and you have all these false prophets on things like Elijah's streams, and all of these, I mean, the Bible warns us, we're not realizing that the false prophets and the, and the wolves in sheep clothing are coming from inside the church right now, and they're saying, oh, in 2022, Trump will come back and everything, it'll be all better, and they've been lying and, proph- and falsely prophesying and using God's name as a way to push their political beliefs. And believe me, I'm a patriot above patriots. I, I love liberty. I give my life from this country. I bear the scars and the stripes of patriotism on my body. I, I had a woman die in my arms on January 6th. I was clubbed and shot in the foot, broken foot, stitches in my skull from, from the police brutality of the Capitol Police there. I love liberty. I'm willing to die for liberty. But when God... It means his church is holy and separate and consecrated above the world, and it will be the only thing that lasts as the heaven and earth pass away. The church is not supposed to go into the world and be mixed in all of these worldly desires and, and, and things like that, and it should not be a place of political battlegrounding and whatnot. The church needs to purify itself because the age of perdition, the the, the great tribulation is amongst us. The the The... The powers that be at this world have already set up all of the things, the digital currencies coming, the COVID, the facial recognition, tracking scanners, that all of this stuff has already been set up. And if the age of perdition comes and sweeps upon us, like I know it will, like the Bible tells us, the falling away will be so great and so dire. The Christians in America and all over the world are not prepared to suffer and to die for their beliefs. The falling away will be so, the the bride of Christ will be so skinny and malnourished and emaciated because the pastors are not, they're preaching false hope, they're preaching this prosperity, preaching, they're not saying purge yourselves, cleanse yourself, let the flesh die, we need to rise up above and sew up the bride of Christ and get the church strong for this, this age that we're about to enter into. Right now, all of these this baby milk that, that, that these pastors are feeding the church around the country is not strong enough to make us last through what we're about to come upon us. The, the persecution's going to get greater. The hate, the murders, the tumults, the pestilence, the wars, the famines are going to get greater, and it's going to be only the strong in Christ, the ones who have com- completely committed themselves to a Holy Spirit spirit resurrected power are going to be able to last everyone else will fall away they'll renounce it they'll take the 666 marking of the beast and if we're not ready if we're not waiting by the door with our lamps lit and with ample oil in our lamps and all these pastors keep on preaching this oh wait for the midterms wait for we get it back in office wait till we do this wait till we do that we're giving false hope, and we're not preparing the church for, for what's going to happen. And we're going against the Word of God, and we're trying to save the world by manly means, and not by Christ himself who's going to come and enchain the Antichrist and enchain the devil for a thousand-year reign. And, you know, this is just the way the Bible has it. And I would rather have the church prepared than put my hope in politicians, and, and, and I've already... The scene, these politicians, they're, they're, they come for photo ops, they don't stand on any. 1776 thing happens like January 6th, and there's no patriots left. And the, the, the inside the Capitol and outside the Capitol was we the people outside. There was not one politician on our side. There was not one person who's running for the midterm on our side of the fence that day. They were all there getting protected by the redcoats, ushering in communist tyranny and the New World Order, One World Government beast system in a more further manner. And so I don't trust them. I trust God. I trust Christ to come and save us. And I don't want the church to be led astray by all of these false prophets and wolves in sheep clothing leading people into false hope and into baby sugar water 
pastoring and preaching the Word of God. It, it, we need to prepare ourselves for what's coming, and that's, that's from the Holy Spirit. And you can test my words against the Bible and let the Holy Spirit reveal to you that what I'm saying is the truth, not all of these warm, welcoming um, pastors across the nation that are, that are leading people astray and putting their hope in things that of man and not of things of God. Okay, let me... Uh, I, Amen. I, yeah, amen. I, I agree with you on that. I, I have a question um, more detailed. Um, you know, should, do you believe Christians should be politically involved, though? I mean, like exposing the darkness out there. Uh, I, you know, I've been hearing a lot of uh, messages out there where it's like, just focus in on Jesus and don't, you know, they don't talk about anything about getting out and voting. Uh, they don't talk about exposing uh, some of the things that are going on with the current administration, the New World Order. None of that. It's like not even a topic. Um, so wh what's your feeling on that? We have four minutes left, actually three and a half minutes for our hour. Um, so okay. wh what are your thoughts? Yes, uh, th th thank you for that. I mean, that's the perfect question. And I mentioned it um, briefly in, on the third page of my writing, I said, the church's outward ministry of spreading the gospel should extend even until the last second before we flee the rooftops, and the societal systems that assist to that end should be maintained with diligence as long as it's prudent and possible. Meaning, as long as it doesn't draw our focus away, I mean, we have all these Christians going out there doing door knocking and fighting for political gains and donating and stuff like that. They're pulling their whole entire ministry away. They're putting the political systems and their trust in the midterms and trust in the Republican Party and the Constitution and in libertarians and all of these earthly, fleshly things of this earth way before their ministry of God. So should Christians get out there and vote their conscience and vote godly people into office? Yes. Should it be our ministry? No, our ministry should be Christ and Christ alone and Him glorified and the church purified. And so I, I say that there needs to be restructuring of priorities, and um, people need to worry about saving souls and purifying people from their flesh and letting them die, truly die. The, the, the church, all these people who claim, Lord, oh Lord, when Christ comes back, He says, get away from me, you workers of iniquity. I did not know you. And... You know, the, the ministry that he's talking about there is people that are like half-hearted Christians, Christians in name only, and stuff that are going to be rejected. All these people who claim Christ but don't know him, who haven't died to their sin and completely died to flesh. If we minister unto somebody and they have a true rebirth in the Holy Spirit, they're going to be aligned with us politically regardless. So why not go for the higher goal and minister to them, to their soul and to their spirit for eternal life, and then, of course, they're going to vote against abortion and pro-liberty and things like that because their consciousness is being ruled by God. But if we go and we just push people for, oh, join the Republican Party and donate to this and door knock for this candidate, we're missing out on the, the greatest treasure ever known, which is saving souls and reaping a proper inheritance, a fat harvest for Christ and for God's Son. Amen. That, yeah, I couldn't say it any better. That, that's, uh, that's right on. Yeah, it's good, Jake. Thank you so much for keeping the main thing the main thing, even as you're in prison right there. Even as you are a political prisoner, you're, you're keeping, the, there's one person that's going to free us, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. I was going to ask Chris to just say a quick prayer for you as we go. We're ending our show here. Yeah, Father, we just thank you for Jake. We thank you that he is uh, hearing your voice even in the, the jail cell, and we ask that you minister to him. You keep him, his heart strong, and you give him courage in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jake. Thank God bless you. Jake. you. You're in our prayers. So much. God bless you. I love this you guys so much, and I appreciate you. The, the love of Christ is so prevalent in this country. We'll see a redemption if we turn to God and repent in tears and ashes. Amen. Amen. I agree. Good night.